0: Many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach.
1: Good morning, y'all. Uh, It's great to be back with our weekly show, Taking Care of Business. Um, This week, our show is going to be a little bit different than the usual. Uh, Our guest, Ken Larson, had to postpone his appearance as a result of an unforeseen uh, issue he had to deal with, and we will be glad to have him at a different time, and we wish him all the best uh, dealing with the issues that he is facing. since this was a last-minute uh, message from Ken, and since this show is broadcasted live, we had to improvise, uh, which is probably the core life of an entrepreneur is improvisation. So, uh, it fits our program. Um, by the way, Aaron, talking about improvisation, are, are you there, my, my f- best engineer, Aaron? Uh, okay, uh, so... Um, as you remember, last week we had to improvise when uh, our guest Leslie had spilled coffee all over our uh, my paperwork and myself, and uh, and we still kept on with the live show. Uh, hopefully, this week uh, my coffee will be kind of uh, stable, and uh, Cassandra, sitting next to me, won't uh, you know spill it all over me. Um, in the past. 20 weeks um, that we have uh, the show aired, um, we, I've interviewed 18 different entrepreneurs and I asked them about their personal life to learn more about their, who they are and where they come from, as well as about their business life, how they started a business, the ideas. Um, we didn't touch into industries. We generally spoke about uh, the life of an entrepreneur in terms where how do you become an entrepreneur, hurdles you have to deal with, how you come over those hurdles decisions you have to make, um, and how to create a good work environment. Um, Today, I'm going to share my experience. Um, The good, and also, I'll be uh, open enough to share also the not so good. Uh, As you know, uh, when you go through a long journey, uh, and my journey now is 30 years, I started, uh, my my first entrepreneur uh, experience started in 87. Um, And I will share what I've learned over the 30 years, uh, owning different companies, being part of different companies, uh, first in Israel, where I was born, raised, and had my first experiences as an entrepreneur, and followed by my experiences here in Canada since we immigrated, my wife, my three kids, and myself to Calgary uh, over th- 18 years ago. Um, I have Cassandra, our dedicated uh, uh, executive, uh, sorry, producer, uh, producer assistant, production assistant, with me today, and. Maybe later uh, during the show, I'll have Cassandra ask me a few questions that usually I ask uh, my guests, and we'll see how it goes, whether my answers are correct or not. And uh, by the way, Cassandra, how are you feeling today?
2: I'm good, thank you. How
1: are you? I'm good. I didn't I didn't walk 40 kilometers with uh, a backpack on my back over the weekend. You did, so kudos to you. I, I drove over 40 <laughs> kilometers. Um, so, let me share a little bit about my experiences and the companies I, I, I owned in the past and I own now. Um, as an entrepreneur, I was a partner in an insurance brokerage back in Israel, uh, followed by sole ownership of an insurance brokerage. Uh, I was a partner in a manufacturing distribution of paper and cleaning supplies company in Israel. And that, that is before I immigrated. That's between 87 and, and 97 in a period of, of a decade. Um, since we immigrated to Canada, I was a partner in a commercial real estate brokerage, uh, and, which I'm still a partner, uh, but a different uh, structure, and a founder a partner in a commercial real estate investment fund. Um, so over the years, you know, I had a lot of experiences, as, as, as I said, good and bad when it comes to being an entrepreneur, owning companies, and, and being involved in running companies. Um, today we're going to also take some calls and and emails. Uh, if you want to email us uh, questions, uh, do not hesitate. Uh, Dv that's D I V I Wallach, W A L L A C H, one word, at gmail.com. Um, and later on, we'll uh, get some calls. When I talk about being an entrepreneur, I have a list here that I prepared. You know, it took me some time to prepare for today's segment, and, and uh, it took me a lot, and it kind of put me to think a little bit. So, whatever I'm going to say, there's no priority, there's no kind of this is more important than the other. It, it's a mix, it's a mix, and it encompasses a lot of things that when you start your own company as an entrepreneur, you're basically the CEO, VP HR, VP finance. And general manager sales. Um, as the company grows and you have more people, you may start hire uh, people to uh, fulfill those positions. But the start of every entrepreneur is all of the above. That that's why uh, my point is that. Everything I'm going to share with you, um, I cannot put a number, is this number one, is this number 10, is there a totem pole that we can kind of uh, rank them? No, it's all encompasses into one big assignment and one big headache. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we enjoy the headache uh, as entrepreneurs. So when you start, I think the beginning of every journey starts with a business plan. Um, and, and when you go and sit and do the business plan, you know you'll find many books and many uh, websites that that will recommend how to build a business plan. But for me, the business the business plan starts with the why, the reason that you want to start your business. What is your motivation? Why do you want to go through this brain damage of being CEO, VP of this, VP of that, sales, the whole nine yards? This is kind of the the core. Your core, um, why, the why. It's 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 a very important because that will lead to the what. And the what is, um, what is your business going to do? Well, here, here's the issue. Unless you are the first one to invent a product or a service that nobody before you had done, um, there are already companies providing the same services or products. Um, so what will make your prospects buy from you? Why would, we buy, why would I buy from you your product or your service? What is your added value to me as a client, as a prospect, as a customer? Uh, is it price, is it service, is it a unique approach? You have to find the what. The what will differentiate you from the others. Um, and then, you know, it, it's uh, very important to, to understand the what because that will will, will lead you to the how. Um, and the how is, how are you going to sell the product? How are you going to do the work? And, and when I talk about the how, um, it's more imp- important than, than just putting it on paper. The how is basically your execution plan. Um, and a business that has a goal but doesn't have an execution plan is just a dream. The goal is just a dream. The execution, once you have the why and you know, once you have the what and you put the how, this is the one thing that you have to follow for the entire year when you build your first year business plan or first year product, uh, 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 budget. The how and the daily and the daily and weekly and monthly assignments are going to make the difference between success and failure. Um, the goal is nice. You can put it on the wall. Uh, the how, the what is nice. You can cherish it. But if you don't execute, um, and you know, I found an interesting phrase. It's, it's in, in, days, in today's day, uh, day, it's a little bit maybe politically incorrect, but I will say it. Um, it's either execute or be executed uh, and take it with the connotation of sales. Take it with the connotation of a business and not what's going on in the world today. Um, so, so this is the, the, the start that you have to do is or you have to take is the start is prepare a business plan that has all three. Why, what, how. And, and stick to the how. My, my, my idea is if you have a how on a one-page summary, what are your weekly assignments, what are your monthly assignments, what are your daily assignments, just have it in front of you at your office. Uh, so you can follow. So you can uh, you can um, uh, follow your your performance. You can follow your, your success. You can follow whether you hit the targets or not. So once you have this, many uh, entrepreneurs, and, and I'm one of them, their first attempt to do to open a business is with with a partner. Um, it comes from different reasons: fear, uh, uncertainty. Uh, you want to share the risk with someone else. Uh, many reasons, and and, and there are, that's okay. It's it's part of life. Um, but here here is the question: is you have to ask yourself a few questions. Is is partnership the right thing to do? Is this partner the right person for me? Many times we see friendships become into partnerships, and then the partnership and the friendship disappear. Many, on the other hand, we see partnerships that you think, oh. They should not be partners. However, they are successful and they become friends. Um, And the way you you build a good partnership is is you have to find a partner that is not your mirror image. Um, You have to find a partner that you can be open enough with that person when you sit to discuss the partnership and the beginning of the partnership to say, here are my strengths and weaknesses. What are your strengths and weaknesses? And if it, it's almost like a marriage. Um, and by the way, you'll spend more time with your partner awake than with your spouse awake. Um, so treat it as marriage. Um, I'm not so sure you need a. Pre- we'll talk later about uh, other items, but the way to work with a partner is if, if it's someone that is waiting for you to carry the load, you'll be tired of that partner very, very fast. And that was my first experience. When I started the show, I mentioned that I was a partner in an insurance brokerage in Israel, and my partner was uh, leaning on my, um, I would say, contact, my, my, my uh, success or, or ability to sell that will feed both of us. At a certain point, I was sitting with my wife, and I said, well, a secretary will call me, it will cost me a salary. Here, I split everything 50-50. It wasn't the right match. He's a great guy, uh, but it wasn't the right match. Um, so so it's very important that you have uh, someone that completes you. Um, uh, my, uh, my other example is a few years ago, uh, here at Barclay Street Real Estate, um, I realized that my weakness is a little bit, I'm not into details too much, Um so I partnered with uh, my friend Doug, and he is the the king of details, and we had our best sales years when we were working together. Because I did the thirty thousand uh, view, and he did, uh, you know, put the hand in the grub his uh, hands in the ground, and then got the, the those dirty and got those uh, got all the right information for us. So that was a very good uh, partnership that really worked well for us. Um, the next item I want to kind of uh, uh, share with you is comes from a lot of uh, experience um, that I had both uh, in business and and in the army, and that's lead by example. Uh, leading by example is I would say key to work with with. Coworkers, workers employees, you, use, you uh, friends. You you can use whichever uh, 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 name you want. You give it. You can give it any name you you want. You, you cannot ask your co-workers or employees to do what you cannot do or you don't want to do. And I'm not talking on a professional side. For example, at Barclays Street Real Estate, here we have a property management and we have brokerage. I'm not an engineer, I don't know even the difference between a screwdriver and a hammer, so I'm not going to do their work, and they are professional, but on the other hand, um, when when it comes to sales, I cannot ask my salespeople or my employees uh, to be here eight to five or eight to six or stay overtime if I don't do it or i don't if I don't go to meetings or I've don't I have i do not call clients I can't ask other people to do that and that's leading by example you don't have to be the number one you you don't have to be the number on the contrary let someone else have the, be the star let someone else be in the in the spotlight you don't have to be in the spotlight you can you can stay behind but do do the right thing great movie by Spike Lee. Um, Do the right thing, lead by example, get them to know that you are there for them and with them uh, in the battleground and and sales is a battleground, workplace is a battleground, Um, we don't treat it this way thank God but if you look look in a big picture uh, there's competition, people want to stay at work, have a job the whole nine yards, it's almost kind of a a small battleground. So leading by example is I would say one of the most important uh, again not ranking but one of the most important things that you can um, do with your uh, co-workers and employees, uh, which will become basically your uh, family over uh, the growth of the company. Um, it seems to me that we're getting uh, very close to the first commercial break. Um, um, maybe I talk too much? I don't know. Cassandra, do I talk too much or is it okay? Okay. <laughs> So uh, before we take our first commercial, I want to uh, remind you that uh, to open a new kind of tab on your uh, computers and check our company's website, uh, uh Follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn. Uh, you should check our news and research page, read our market reports. Uh, they're really, really good reports uh, and not done by me. Um, And uh, we will meet you here on the other side of the commercials.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1 866 472 5787. Hello. And ask our All Star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: tuned into taking care of business with david wallach to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com that's d-i-v-i wallach at gmail.com now back to this week's show
1: and we're back with our show, uh, Taking Care of Business. And Cassandra wants to ask, start asking me questions now and not wait to the end of the show. So go ahead, Cassandra. What's your first question?
2: Well, I figured I'd turn the tables for a bit here. So my first question I wanted to ask David today is, what keeps you up at night?
1: Oh. <laughs> First of all, last night it was our dog because of the uh, lightning and <laughs> so she was afraid. Uh, however, uh, usually what keeps me uh, awake at night is uh, the com- thinking about um, what do I need to do to um, make the company successful. What I mean by that, it's, it sounds a little bit, uh, you know, uh, I would say a little bit too uh, high level. But I, what I mean by that is uh, how we're doing on sales. That keeps me back uh, awake tonight. How can we improve our uh, strategic uh, plan? How can we improve uh, what is the next step for the company in terms of growth? We, we are now um, consider a mid-sized company with 46 employees and, and, and growing property management and growing brokerage. So um, the next phase is very important and, and I can't miss the next phase. So that keeps me awake on how to do it right and, and who should I use to do it right and, and, and make it a successful uh, journey. Hmm. Um, so can I start continue with my...
2: <laughs> you can go ahead. <laughs> okay.
1: So uh, we ended up before the commercial with Lead by Example. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is accountability. Your accountability as an entrepreneur, not other people's accountability to you, which is very, very easy to ask people to be accountable, but it's very, very tough to demonstrate accountability. Um, we're, as, as human beings, we don't like to be accountable. It's a burden. Uh, we like other people to be accountable to us. And your accountability, your first accountability, and the most important accountability as an entrepreneur is to your employees and partners. And let me explain. Your employees are your clients. They are your clients. It's the way that you are going to treat your employees and your co workers, is the way that they are going to treat the company's clients. So you cannot just be, I would say, uh, you know, uh, they're asking them questions about uh, what have you done for the company today? What have you done for me today? Look beyond their work responsibilities. Family, personal issues, have an open door. that They can come and talk with you, not just about their work, but also about other things that bother them. We're all human being, uh, beings. And, and some people, every personal issue will impact how they work. Be aware of that. See that if people are kind of down, go and, and, and see what's wrong with them and how you can help and how can you support and what can the company or you can do for them. That goes a long way. Then, of course, uh, professional growth. Truly really care about them. Um, get back to them in timely fashion when they need or, or ask you for help or direction. Um, again, it, it's uh, a, a lot of people don't realize that, but our client as entrepreneurs is either our employees, our, our investors, if you have investors, uh, and, and uh, if you have a partner, a partner. Those are the people that you have to be accountable first. Of course, you have to be accountable for clients. Of course, you have to be accountable for the company's clients, not just your personal clients, but if uh, also other clients that other uh, salespeople or, or, or people that work for you um, uh, work with. However, uh, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that to be accountable to your coworkers first and your employees first. That will make the difference between how they treat your the company client and how and, and how successful the company is. Which which leads me to one of the big topics, and that's people. I think that um, over 18. And Cassandra, you are there all the time, so correct me if I'm wrong, but over the 18 uh, interviews we had so far, we heard I surround myself with people that are smarter than me in what they do. <laughs> um, so many people say, "Well, it's a cliche." That's true; it's a, it, it is a cliche. However, cliches are based on life experiences, and that's why they become cliche because every time people experience the same thing, they will share that. Uh, that, that kind of experience. Um, so when I talk about people, I talk about how to hire, who to hire, and and this is key for growth as an entrepreneur when you come to grow your company. Um, I, I think the number one rule for me is hire for culture and character, and teach the profession and company's traits, and the way we do business. Um, you know, it, it, all those phrases: hire slow, fire fast, um, and, and the previous one I said I surround myself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Those are very important um, ways to understand people's experience or bad experience, I should say. So take your time, make a process of, out of hiring, have multiple interviews by different people in the organizations, people that have to work with that person because you're not the only one who's going to work with that person that you want to hire. So have other people that are supposed to work with that person interview them as well, the 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 candidate. Have it in different locations, one in the off one's in the office, one in a coffee shop. Um, Make them uncomfortable. A lot of people prepare themselves to an interview, and they they are like parakeets. They they come, and it's like you you, you push a button. It's like a recorded uh, message. Make them uncomfortable. Ask them questions about their feelings, not their not just experience, because they have it prepared. Then shake them a little bit with questions that they that you prepared that they are not prepared for. And so, okay, you shared with me one experience. Give me another one. They have prepared two. I trust. Trust me. They did not prepare three experiences. Go to the third one. Shake them. Make them uh, sweat a little bit. It's good. Um, in today's in today's world, see how much they know about the company, because there's so much information on the internet. See how much research they have done. Not just you on them, but they on you and they on the company. If they, done, if they have done zero, uh, I, for me, it's a red flag. If, 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 a, if someone comes to me and it didn't even look at our at our website and didn't look at any of the people that they're supposed to work with, bio, for me, this is a red flag. There are four issues when you come to hire. Um, the direct cost per uh, of, of a bed hire. Um, by the way, if you want to have some numbers, um, research that was done by CareerBuilder, the average cost of a bed hire is $17,000 US. Um, the second problem out of the four is the lost opportunity. You are hiring the wrong person. You lost someone that you should have hired and would have helped the company. Management burden. When you have a bad employee or a bad hire, it it, it strains on the, the the management. The management has to deal with that person and has to deal with the consequences of that person and have to do the rehire, the rehire process again. And the last one, and I think it's, For me, this is the most important, more than the 17,000, and that is the culture impact. Um, The culture impact is, is huge because when you work in an environment that you have more than two employees, everybody sees everybody. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing. And... And, and that is a, a big impact. Uh, the culture impact for a bad employee is greater than the 17,000 because it drags everybody down. A bad employee drags everybody down, which, you know, one of the things um, that we as entrepreneurs sometimes uh, miss or don't do, let's put it in the right perspective, we don't do, we kind of, is is making um is procrastinating. We, we do, sorry, we do procrastinate sometimes. And I'll be the first one to admit that I've, I've done this mistake in the past. Um, there was an employee here that um, I had to let go and I let that per- person go two years too late. And when I did let him go, um, the response from the co-workers was, why did you wait so long? So everybody sees what you see. everybody feels what you feel. Now everybody is looking to you as the leader to make that decision. Procrastinating is a killer. Procrastinating is something that uh, will drag the company down because it impacts everybody and I have to learn myself uh, not to procrastinate and be more focused when I see something. That is not working. Fix it uh, as soon as I can. Um, people are looking at me, and people are looking at you as the entrepreneur to to do that uh, fix. Um, next point uh, stays with I, I, I do stay with with people. Uh, people, as I mentioned, is a very important uh, piece of the puzzle, and uh, as such. Um, it goes to, uh, I wrote it in a fashion, you know, be a mentor, not a commander. Um, it sounds well. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. <laughs> be a mentor, not a commander. Uh, you can, as the owner, you can come and bark uh, commands and people, uh, do this, do that, do this, do that. Um, what you'll have at the end is uh, people that don't think, people that just do the job and want to go home, And people that will be looking for another job as soon as possible. Um, If you look at any research that has been done in the past, I would say, two decades, people leave their job. The reason that people leave their job, money or salary, is number seven on that list. Number seven. In some research, it's number five. Some research is number eight. But the most I've seen is number seven. It's about growth, it's about making decision. it's about feeling part of the uh, company, it's about, it's about all those things rather than uh, salary. It's important for them to make a salary? No doubt. It's important for you to make a salary? No doubt. But if you are becoming a commander, guess what? You may find yourself without soldiers or soldiers that uh, are being replaced every three months and that will take a big burden on you, on the company, and on the bottom line. So, when I talk about being a mentor, I talk about, um, start with delegate. Uh, delegate delegate work that you should not do. There are two kinds of work that, that you are involved. The things that the only you can do and the things that other people can do. Anything that other people can do, delegate to them. Give them the authority to do that. Um, give them the authority to make decisions on those. Yeah, you'll you'll overview everything. At the end of the day, the buck stops with you, and you can make the final decision. But give give them the authority to make mistakes. Give them the authority to fix them. And when they come to you, don't give them the solution. Ask them questions. Ask them what do you think is the right thing to do? What is the data you have to make the decision? Is the data good enough? Do you need more data to to make this decision? You think your your decision is will work? So why don't you try it? Give them the 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 um, feeling and and not just feeling. Give them the the hand them the authority to to uh, to make decisions within their kind of uh, work uh, 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 process and and work. Uh, Uh, position to make those decisions and and help them grow. This is the way you help them grow uh, by giving them uh, the authority to make mistakes and giving them and helping them and giving them the authority to fix those mistakes. There's nothing more proud. I, I don't know anything that is more proud than, you know, I made this decision or I made this decision. It was the wrong decision. I, I, I figured out it's wrong. I fixed it. Um, Nothing can replace uh, those kind of uh, feelings for anyone, not just an an employee, but also for you. Um, Which brings me um, probably to uh, one of the other uh, important uh, points that uh, I I want to share with you. Um, And, you know, communicate. Communicate all the time. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Your, your, your coworkers, your peers, your colleagues, your employees, again, choose which way, name you want to use. They want to know what's going on. They want to know that the company is on, has a, a, a plan, that the strategic plan is working, that we're on track or we're not. They want to know what's going on. They want to know where we are and they want to feel part of of, of the big picture. They, just, they don't want just to come here. Yeah, you'll find that person that comes here just for the salary and for the job. And, you know, um, that person will leave at a certain point. Uh, they will not find themselves, uh, you know, comfortable enough. Uh, they will look for another job where they will find themselves uh, comfortable. So, um, uh, communication is, is key. Um, hold town hall meetings. If not twice a year or three times a year, at least once a year. Uh, have, celebrate successes, but communicate successes. Uh, you know, when when someone is doing a good job, uh, make everybody aware of it. Make everybody uh, know that someone has done a good job. And, and don't use it at lip service, say, oh, Cassandra is a good girl. No, no, no. What did she do that helped, that she took uh, kind of possession on. She was successful. Helped the company move the company forward. Share this. By the way, if she's done if she's done something wrong, don't do it in front of everybody else. Do it in private. Do it as a, on a personal level. Help her understand. Or uh, I'm using you, Cassandra, as a guinea pig, <laughs> but uh, uh, help her understand what was done wrong and how can we or she and and we together fix it. So communication is a very important piece when you grow your company. It's easier when you have one or two employees. It's becoming a little bit of a burden if you have... 40, 30, uh, 50, 60, 100 employees in different locations. But with today's technology, with today's Skype and other means of communication, it's not a big thing to communicate with your uh, peers, colleagues, employees. uh, And it's extremely, extremely important. Um, We, for example, we have our uh, I try to do it twice or three times a year, uh, like a breakfast, where I give a little bit of a speech, uh, which they are more focused on the breakfast than on my speech. <laughs> and uh, this year, we're going back to have our company retreat. Uh, we used to do it in the past, and in the last two years, we didn't do it. And uh, we're going back to Banff this year uh, for a company retreat that everybody is involved and um, those are the things that, uh, that that's part of a communication, it's part of culture, uh, but I, I use it mostly for communicating uh, with everybody and getting to know everybody better. Uh, again, um, people do not want just to come to work in the morning at eight, punch their clock, sit at a desk, uh, go for lunch, and then at five o'clock leave. They want to be uh, in the know. Um Cassandra, we reached our second commercial break.
2: Yeah. Are you ready for that? I think so. Uh,
1: check out uh, my other venture, Triumph Real Estate Investment Fund Trust, at www.triumphref.com. Uh, check our growing portfolio of commercial properties in Canada and the U.S. And we will be back here in three minutes after the second commercial break. <music>
3: We're on the cutting edge of social media.
2: Can you keep up?
0: Are you finding your frequency? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: News. News. Opinions. Hear me, hear me, hear Your voice hear counts. Me, hear me. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 472 5787 VoiceAmerica.com.
0: tuned into taking care of business with david wallach to reach the program today please call one 866 472 that's one 472 5788 you may also send an email to wallach at gmail.com that's d-i-v-i wallach at gmail.com now back to this week's show
1: and we're back uh, with the final segment of today's show's uh, today's show, taking care of business. Uh, Cassandra, you wanted to ask me another question.
2: I did. I was going to ask you if you had any pieces of advice for new entrepreneurs, but you seem to be doing that already today and sharing it with everyone else. <laughs> so my question was going to be more personal. What have you learned about yourself along the way throughout this journey?
1: Um, wow, well, that's a tough one. Uh, Um, You you learn a lot. The the one thing I I did learn is um, that I have to do, everything I do, I have to do better due diligence. Um, uh, As I mentioned earlier, I'm usually the 30,000 feet view, Mm -hmm. uh, the view from above. Um, And details are something that I'm not, I I don't like. (laughs) I won't say I'm not good at it because if I really dive into it, I'm good at to find the, the nitty-gritty and, you know, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. But I, I don't like that. And um, so I, I found out that this is my weakness, uh, that I don't do enough due or the right or enough due diligence before I make decisions. Some of it is good. Some of it is bad. And probably that helps also… You know, going into my next uh, item on my list, but um, the result is that I try to get people to work with me that do better due diligence and can give me the information so I can make the final decision uh, based on what I've seen, what I feel, which is the next uh, segment in my, my speech, and, 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 um, and, and the, the facts that they bring me. Uh, so, for example, uh, perfect example it will be here at Berkeley Street and at Triumph is um, property management. Um, I'm not a guy that will look at every detail, but that's why we hired someone uh, that and. So it's a combination. We hired someone that knows what he's doing better than me, and I delegated to him all the responsibilities. So he hires people, he fires people, and he sits with me every three weeks, every once, and I ask him questions. So how is this going? How is your weakest link? What is, what is the bench strength? And gives me a, a full picture of the property management, but I I know I will. if I had to run it, I will run it, but into the ground very fast. <laughs> So, uh, and, and with Triumph, uh, I have now Kalinka that is working with me, getting me all the details when we have a property under contract. She goes really and reads every piece of advice or, sorry, every piece of report we get, and, and she prepares me for my next meeting. And that's, you know, beyond anything I can uh, ask for. Um, we'll go back to the, you know, the last uh, a few more questions you have later, but I want to finish a few, a few points, and, and one of them is, You asked me about uh, my weakness and and, uh, what I've learned, and I said that I've learned that um, I make decisions based on my gut, a lot of of decisions. And so I want to talk about that. And I I think it came out also in the last interview I did uh, last week with Leslie Conway. Uh, Gut is a big, big part of entrepreneurs' decision-making process. And follow your gut. That's my my, my biggest advice is follow your gut. As an entrepreneur, sometimes, (coughs) excuse me, as an entrepreneur, sometimes or many times, our gut tells us to go a certain way, to make a certain decision, to to go and to, to, to try something new. And then we kind of bring the brain in and we try to collect data that will either support or contradict our gut decision. Many times, my gut decision was right, and my procrastination killed it. And, for example, a perfect example was my gut feeling was I had to fire that person two years before I did. Um, but then my brain, you know, I know the guy, I know the family, I know. The end of the result was wrong decision to keep him here for two years. Um, when I tour a property, for example, I um, I look at a property, and and the properties we buy at, at Triumph Real Estate are properties that have some issues. But when I go and look at a property, my gut feeling tells me I can do something with this or drop it. Many decisions I made on the acquisition side, and I've been doing acquisition for 10 years or more, oh, way more, um... I didn't realize I'm so old. Uh, uh, many acquisitions I made, the final decision was a gut decision. I had some information. I didn't have all the information that, like, I didn't cross every T and dotted every I. I didn't look at the every, uh, you know, decimal number behind the, uh, the decimal point. But my gut feeling told me this is the right thing to do. And, and so far, t- knock on wood. it did work very well so a gut is a big big part of the decision making process of an entrepreneur whether you like it or not you have to trust your gut get information as much as you can but you don't have to wait for the final piece of information if the gut tells you go ahead Um, you know and, and, and I said make decisions don't procrastinate I already spoke about it twice so the one thing I want to discuss now or, or share now is um, probably something that I've also learned about myself in the last, I would say, decade and a half, is make yourself vulnerable. Um I don't have all the answers. I thought I do. My wife thought I had uh, until she found out on a train ride between uh, London to uh, uh, Edinburgh and she asked me a question. And I said, I don't know. And she said, oh, I thought you know everything. <laughs> so apparently I don't know everything and, um, and and it's good not to know everything. Um, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to know everything. I'm not supposed to be the answer for everything. Um, I have, as we talked earlier, I have to surround myself with people that will help me get the answers. People in the right places that have other ideas, that have other thoughts. And when I say make yourself vulnerable, is be open to listen to them. It's not just having them, but open to listen to them. Because sometimes you choose a route and that route is the wrong route. Sometimes you choose a route or you think it's a shortcut or you think that's the route that will take you from point A to point B. And then there's a hurdle. So maybe the route is right, but you're, uh, the way you're dealing with the hurdle is wrong. Listen to the people that work with you. Listen to the people that you hired and trust that that are surrounding you and, and work with you in their uh, different position. Um as I said, we, we, our, my goal is to, to mentor them, to help them grow, but also, you know, you cannot replace how important and proud few people feel if they suggested something which is right and you took that advice and you implemented it with them and you gave them the credit. Those guys will work with you and will be loyal to you and to the company for a long period of time. Those guys are the people that will make the difference between this company and other companies in the same in the same field. Those people are will be the the people that drive that bus that called company, whether it's Barkley Street Real Estate, whether it's Triumph Real Estate Investment Fund, forward. Um, you know, getting people involved, creating a leadership team. So. As I mentioned, there is a difference between you and an entrepreneur would have two or three employees or 40, 50, 60 or, or, or more. When you go and get into those numbers and you have uh, multiple layers of, of employment, multiple ages uh, from 24 to 74 um, and every number in between, you, ha- you have to create a leadership team. No one can do it by themselves. Um, I, and I, that's something that I've learned over the years. Um, you know, in order, to, in order to grow the company or, you know, every few years you have to look back and say, okay, are the mission, vision... Purpose, strategic plan, execution plan—are they right? Are they still the same as they were ten years ago, or do we need to change? And if you change, you can't do it by yourself. You have to have a leadership team. You have to have buy-in from more people that work with you. You have to buy. You have to be supported um, in that process because it's not a process. It's not an easy process. It's a very tough process. And as I mentioned earlier, you can be a commander. But you'll find yourself without soldiers if the soldiers don't buy into the process of training and implementing and being part of it, and being a, a part of a strong unit. Let's call it. Um, so kind of this is uh, what I call uh, make yourself vulnerable. Use, you know, use uh, outside facilitator. You, you don't have the answers for everything. People are more comfortable with with outside facilitator. People are more comfortable to, to be, uh, uh, you know, involved, uh, to have the opportunity to talk with someone that is objective. And you're not, you're never objective on your own company. Um, and, you know, the last thing I want to uh, bring up before you ask me more questions that I see you have, um, community involvement. Um, You know, we all, as entrepreneurs, uh, we all have competitors in our market. Uh, Many of us have international and national competitors. What's interesting is for me, and that's something I've noticed over 30 years in business, is that sometimes the big guys, the international and national uh, competitors, um, you're they are more, I would say, aggressive or they dislike you more than the other private guys that own shops like you. Um, you're kind of, uh, I would say, a thorn in the uh, hip,
2: thorn in the side, So thorn, thorn
1: in the side, okay um, immigrant. You know, I'm still learning the the thorn in the side for them, and I don't know why because they are so strong, have you know, cash is not an issue there, but sometimes that's, that they, they just treat you that way. Um, so community involvement is one excellent way for an entrepreneur um, to get his, her company uh, to be recognized in your own territory, because let's face it, most of your work will be in the territories you are operating whether it's a committee, it doesn't have to be a, a committee or charity or volunteer organization like uh, uh, Stampede or a committee that has to deal with um, something with a city or town you're involved in or, or charity events that we all know. Get yourself involved in, in that extra curriculum, It will pay back uh, with dividends. Um, that's kind of uh, what I uh, what I suggest. The last piece of advice uh, I probably forgot when I was talking about partnership um, is um, very simple. Um, when you um, start a partnership, uh, and I, as I mentioned, it's like a marriage. Um, my advice is sign a prenup. <laughs> um, you know, we're all loving and everything is fine and dandy when we get under the uh, when we walk the aisle. And then when we need to divorce, uh, the ugly face are coming out. So sign a prenup. When I talk about a prenup, I talk about the unanimous shareholder agreement, uh, which use a business lawyer, use an accountant, get their advice. I'm not going to advise you how to do it, but I'm going to advise you use those guys. That's what they do for a living and it will help you solve all the future problems on how to make decisions, how to de- dissolve a, a partnership if it doesn't work well. What happens if, if one guy becomes uh, ill? Uh, uh, how do you dissolve that, and who gets the money, and how do you pay for it? Uh, use your business lawyer, not the guy who goes to court, but someone who does business. Use your, use your accountant. Um, that will save you a lot of grief, agony, and money in the future. Um. next question Cassandra next
2: question. I think the next one on my list that I really wanted to ask was and this is just for myself as well listening to the show for as long as I have but what pieces of advice um, can you share with people to kind of help guide them a little bit better so you've given the business plan today but personally what are your suggestions as an individual versus as a business person
1: oh um Personally, um, on a personal level, uh, uh, I'm a family man. It all starts at home. So if you have support at home, that that's the number one. That's the foundation. Um, you know, um, support at home, people don't realize how important it is that you have support at home. and how. Let, let me share with you a story, a family story. My brother um, was in... All his life was a VP of HR. He has a master's in psychology, VP of HR. At a certain point, uh, he resigned and started his own kind of consulting firm. In eight months, he made more money than he made as a HR VP of HR. But his wife couldn't fathom the fact that he doesn't have a salary. So he went back and worked for a salary until he retired and he was just counting days for the day of retirement. So the foundation starts at home. If you have support, then you go to the next level. And that's create your business plan. Be prepared. Work with your gut, but be prepared. As I said, you don't have to cross every T and dot every I and have the last decimal point. It's good enough that you have enough information to make this gut de- gut feeling decision. Any other question? We are a minute away, so yeah. you have one one last I'll make, one.
2: I'll make it quick. Um, what's one thing that you're proud of in your life today?
1: Oh, Uh, I'm proud of uh, two things that uh, are not, uh, they're connected to me, but not me. (laughs) Um, It's my uh, my family. My wife is a very successful artist. My sons are, one is uh, very successful in his business in private equity. One is going for his MBA in journalism, and my daughter is in a business school. So they're all choosing their path. I'm very proud of the employees, and and I call them co-workers and the Barclay Street family and Triumph family that work with me, because without them, I wouldn't be able to be considered successful. Cassandra, thank you. Um, Well, we got to the end of today's episode, taking care of business. Um, You know, I would like to take the audience and all the listeners and... um, Thank you, Cassandra, for your questions. Sure. Uh, next week, I'll be broadcasting from our Voice America studios in Phoenix. And my guest in the studio will be Jonathan Rosenberg, a local entrepreneur in the greater Phoenix area, partner at Leveros Commercial Real Estate and Mode Commercial Property Management. As always, Aaron Keller, our engineer, thank you so much for your help. Cassandra, again, uh, thank you for being part of this. And the entire Voice America host services for putting together today's show with uh, the short notice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, and connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you at dvwallock at gmail.com. Thank you all for joining. I'll meet you here at www.voiceamerica.com variety next Tuesday, August 15th, with a new guest, your host, David Wallach.